You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's time for the weekly wrap as it's Friday. And because it's Friday and it's the weekly wrap, we speak to Anu Smith from Sky Blue Fund Managers. And this podcast is brought to you in proud association with sharenet.co.za. Anu, I think the main thing this week, and there's a couple of local issues, but we'll come to those later. But the main thing is the US Federal Reserve boosting the market yet again to all-time record highs. And I think it's maybe 107 times since Mr. Trump took power in 2016 that we've had all-time record highs. Amazing stuff. Yeah, Trump would, would, would never let us forget that, obviously. Um, say every time it happens, he tweets about it or tells us that it's, it's partly... He, He's doing, um, but yeah, look at, I think it's, it's predominantly this whole week was driven by first the waiting for, for the, the US Fed. Um, and then once we got the, uh, the, in front of the Congress, uh, the chairman uh, spoke and then we've got, you know, obviously it was clear from, from that speech, it sounded as though they are very dovish. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to say exactly why. I mean, I read the whole speech, and I presume you've done it um, as well. Yes. Um, the points he makes, you know, it, it made it made sense, but yet the day thereafter we saw jobless numbers at an all-time low. Um, now, I know one shouldn't look at one once off data points, um, so you've got to look at the trend, but jobless uh, claims is actually down very, very low. Inflation was slightly up on a month-on-month basis. So it was almost uh, you know, contrary to what he was saying in, in, in the speech a day before. Now, I remember how this works. Is he would have had sight of a prediction for that data before it was released. Right. So um, obviously the Fed is, is looking much more longer term. And as as he, t- as he said in the, in the speech, you know, they, their concern is, is trade concerns, Brexit and all of these, which might feed into a, a weaker economy and then, they're also they're not seeing inflation. Before you go on, Africa, I, I, I think what honest. we have to say here, Anu, is that they see things that we don't. They have mm. data coming to them that we are not privy to. And yep. is it probably the fact that Jerome Powell and his team at the Fed sees things in the future that are problematic or potentially problematic yep. and therefore they yep. have to start becoming a little bit dovish just like the south african reserve bank's monetary policy committee doesn't just work on the fact that we've just spoken about the pmi together or the cpi together or the ppi together or the private sector credit extension together uh, from a previous month or two months back they are seeing things in the future is this what we're seeing now never mind trump and politics is it the future that jerome powell is predicting I, I think it might be a, a case of that. I think one should always remember that, yeah, firstly, they see, they see they see data sets that we definitely don't see. But also, yes, the Fed is independent, as is the Reserve Bank, South African Reserve Bank. But remember, they all know one another. So if you bump into somebody, he's going <laughs> to, uh, somebody from Treasury tells you somebody thing. And, you know, so, so the, these tax reforms, all of these would have been discussed before. Um, and, and the effects thereof. Now, I know that those are is very much out in the open still as to how are they working, are they not working, are they recouping the expenses from the budget in terms of, um, you know, it, it, recouping it in terms of growth. And at, at this stage, it doesn't look like it. Um, but remember when they put it in place, I think that the target for having to, or the target to recoup those tax losses, if you want to call it, uh, you know, the, the, the savings in tax for the taxpayers and the, the tax losses for, for the government was 2024, if I remember the date correct. So we've still got a 
very, very long t- time to go for for those taxes to be recouped, if they are recouped. Now, all of that feeds into what the Fed says and what they decide, ultimately. And uh, one's also got to remember then what they say is, is very important. Um, and there's, there's numerous studies on this. Um, central banks, uh, what they say, and sometimes is much more efficient than what they actually do. So the talk is, is very important for a central bank in, in how they control the economy and how they control inflation and price levels and that type of thing. But yes, like you say, I, I think there's much more going into this. That's why I'm saying those two data points looks ironic. So it looks, uh, you know, contrarian to it, what, what he said, but it's just two points and it's, it's very short term. The Fed doesn't look that, that short term. It's much more longer term. And like you said, they've definitely got data sets that we don't have. Mm. Um, and, and the same goes for, for, for the local reserve bank, for South African reserve bank. And I suppose we can talk about that. Or we will talk about it a little bit later. Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, it, it was, it was, Everybody said um, they should have cut last year, and then all of a sudden we saw the rand selling off. So obviously they must have known something is, is coming up, something might happen, and therefore see the risks um, in terms of the currency. Um, but but where we are now, again, there's very little inflation locally. There's very little inflation globally, as we've just said. The Fed even admits this. Um, so it becomes very difficult for, for any central bank if, if you see a – a plateauing out of of economic growth, and you've got very low inflation, not to cut. Um, and so I think that that that's probably where the Fed is is moving towards. Although there was a, uh, some comments out today from one of the members as well, and this member can't remember the name now. He wasn't as dovish. Um, so I don't think it's 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 a hundred percent certainty yet, um, but it's definitely it's looking more and more towards a cut. Uh, more so than doing nothing. Yes, uh, I, yeah. so, so we're, that we're, looks we're as though it's going to happen. And goodness me, that's a, a huge turnaround from what we saw at the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. When we come back to South Africa, there's a few things that have interested me this week. Uh, mining and manufacturing data, which came out yesterday, mm-hmm. and predictably bad, but not as bad mm-hmm. as one might have expected. The South African rand has gone from 15 plus to 14 mm-hmm. minus over the last five, six weeks, which is very, very good when it comes to the inflation outlook. And then you've got a company like Woolworths. Woolworths came out with a trading Mm. statement yesterday. You probably Mm. saw it. You probably own it. You Mm. probably know it. You probably uh, assiduously (laughs) research it. But this is the first Mm. piece of good news. And okay, it's coming off a low base because it's halved in price over the last two years. Uh, But suddenly it's, it's it's doing things right. But on the other hand, what I've asked other commentators... Is it also the fact that the South African economy is starting to say, well, let's go out and spend again. Let's go and buy some of those prepackaged, beautiful-looking yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, meals yeah, from Woolies. Yeah. So, so we have, we've, we've definitely seen a growth in credit extension. Look, it's, it's not nearly as dramatic as we've seen before. Um, I think uh, credit extension now sits at 7.7%, which is way above inflation, almost double inflation. Um, Do you remember when it was 30%? Well, yeah. Do you remember that, those days? It's, it's, it's not near those 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 levels, um, but I suppose you know, g- given where the economy is, anything that's double inflation is acceptable, and it makes definitely makes a change in the economy, which is really struggling, and a consumer that is just down and out. Um, so there's definitely a, a little bit of credit extension, um, and and I think there is there is an anticipation of a possible interest rate 
cut. Mm. Um, now, this is this is very, very different to what we had two months ago, uh, where I think the anticipation was still very, very low, or the probability, and now all of a sudden with inflation, and we've discussed this in the past, you know, inflation, this is not, I wouldn't say it's surprising for inflation to come down this far. Um, and and it's, 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 a, it's a mixture of, of, of commodity prices and, and the rand being very strong. So we should actually thank the dollar because the rand's not strong just on uh, out of its own footing. It's definitely dollar-driven, the strength. But that strength is helping inflation. So, yeah, look, if we see the cut, it could actually be the starting point of a little bit of a run in interest rate sensitives. Remember, a lot of the banks, for example, have uh, really gone nowhere. Um, uh, property, for example, very good example, that is a long-term income asset. So that's why you buy it is because you get the distributions. And, you know, the, the way you price those things, you have to discount all those close back to current value. And just a little uh, move in, in interest rate can actually make a big difference in, in the valuation on those types of, of, of assets. Um, so uh, this could be a, a, the start of a little bit of a rally, uh, but it's not to say we're out of the economic doldrums. I think one shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't confuse this for if there's a little rally in the market, especially um, interest rate sensitives, it's not to say we're out of the woods yet. Definitely not. There's still a, a lot of stuff that needs to happen before South Africa is really out of the economic uh, the problems we, we've got. So, But that's not to say that the market can't have a run. And, and I think that's always the mistake people make is they focus on economic data and then they try and uh, they try and say, well, this should be correlated to the market return. And therefore, I think if there's no GDP growth, there shouldn't be any market. And it's not like that. It's, it's, it's not at all like that. We've seen myriads of examples where the market just goes, uh, you know, it's completely negatively correlated to economic data. Um, so I, th- I think one, uh, there is a possibility of a rate cut. Um, I think one should keep that in mind. I think then that probability, as we speak, is probably getting higher and higher. Is that and, why Woolworths um, is going up? Is that why MassMart is going up? Is that why Pioneer Foods is going up? I'm just looking at my sharenet.co.za uh, screen. Nedcore is going up. Barlow World Liberal yeah. is going up. They're all going up. I think it's partly that, and it's partly just because this so was so cheap. Something like Woolworths really was 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 cheap, but that was cheap for a reason. And then Woolworths came out and they came out with some sales numbers that, again, was above uh, inflation. Um, so, and, and I think the market just was looking for some positive news. And, you know, so you've, we've got some positivity on the go. How long it's going to last, that's always the, the very good question. Uh, um, if we do see some earnings out or interims out that looks similar to what Woolworths has done, then it, it, this could be a start of, a, like I said, a little rally towards the end of the year. And it would coincide with lowering interest rates, and lower interest rates is always a very good thing for for risky assets as a whole. So, you know, I, I think everything could just work together to have a little bit of a run in the second half of, of 2019. Talking about runs, what about the gold price? What about platinum? Um, what about palladium? What about the platinum group metals? What about those uh, stocks that have been so in favour for the last uh, seven or eight months? Mm-hmm. You're more of a long-term investor, and I sense that you're not one of these people that look at cyclicals like commodities, but you can't ignore them. No, you can't. No, you definitely can't. I mean, if you look at the returns on some of the stocks in platinum, 
so forth. I mean, you basically can name any one of them, and and um, if you ignored them, you would have you would have lost a hell of a lot of returns that you that you could have gained. Um, so you can't reconquer. And I don't think you could ever ignore them. They are a very important part of Africa's economy as well. So even from a macro point of view, you can't ignore them. Um, I know there's a lot of equity managers that just don't buy them because they don't understand them. They think they're not good at analyzing them, and that's. I suppose that's fair. If you, if you think you can't do it, then don't do it. I mean, it's fair to the clients, as long as you state it up front. Um, but yeah, so the, the gold price and, and, and platinum price, I think a lot of that's been driven currently by dollar weakness. Um, so the question is then how does it play feed into the earnings of local companies? Because remember, we, we see the, re, the earnings reported in rands, and obviously the rands also strengthening. Um, so there's a bit of a twofold there. So it, it's difficult to, to get you know, to work it out exactly, and there's no exact science. In any case, there's nobody who can probably work it out exactly as what the, the 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 true extent of that is. But if you just use a simple number of just use mining production times uh, metals index times uh, currency conversion, it does point towards lower earnings. Um, the numbers we look at over a 12 month actually points towards a negative, slightly negative number. Um, so it could be that we have some pressure the earnings going forward. Now, remember, these are not the earnings they're reporting now. These are earnings going forward I'm talking about. Because yeah. earnings now, as, as we've seen with implants, as a 4%, 4 was, was, was driven by production or increase in productivity. And then um, they've got a total 12% sales. So 4% 4 of that 12% is, is, is productivity increases. And the other part of it is, is purely just a slight bit of cost cutting. I don't think that there's a lot of cost cutting in it. I think most of it is probably the PGM basket, which is just the price has gone up. So they've earned more in rand terms. But we are closer to so you've got this the cyclical run up in, in, in commodity prices. If we start with that, you've got a very strong rand and it's not as though costs are contained. And then you've got wage negotiations which is starting I think Monday for the platinum mine. And um, if you go and read about a bit about wage negotiations, AMCU has just now. Remember, AMCU is the, is the one of the biggest. Well, is the biggest um, union in in the platinum industry. Platinum industry is somewhat different to the gold industry because they negotiate uh, mine by mine, as in the gold industry negotiates for the full the whole sector negotiates together. Um, so, so platinum is slightly different, but AMCU is also the one who caused all the chaos. At, at Marikana, well, not post the chaos, that's the wrong term, <laughs> I suppose, but they were involved in Marikana. That was the, that, that was the uprise of AMCU, basically. So they are known to be very violent, um, but they have settled quite quickly within the gold um, uh, negotiations with the gold mines. But that might be because they've got a very smaller footprint within the gold sector. So I think it's worth just taking note that we are moving into wage negotiation season, and it's something to keep uh, keep notice of. Um, I've got to say that either the likes of more, all of the platinum miners is definitely in a much better position to negotiate because they've got cash on the balance sheet, they've built up resource, uh, reserves, so they can actually stomach a bit of a, if if there is a the down tools to, uh, strike, um, as long as it doesn't get too violent. If it's just a stay away type of strike, I think the, they can actually stomach quite a bit of that. Um, it's once it becomes violent, then then obviously it becomes a problem, and it becomes then 
front page news. And that front page news goes all across the world and all of a sudden everybody says, I don't want to buy uh, platinum mines because there's a problem in, in South Africa. And South Africa is still 73% of the world. Platinum is still produced within South Africa. So it is a big player globally for platinum or PGMs basically. Which has been the big news over the last uh, seven, eight months as gold has as well and the gold price mm-hmm. uh, apart from the gold stocks. Uh, also front of mind at the moment for many investors and some people mm. are ignoring them and that's one of the reasons why you should be looking at them because so many people are ignoring them what do you like outside of the sectors that we've spoken about at the moment what, what do you like yeah look at, like i said uh, last week or not last week week before um I, I still think there's there's some upside in some of the local you need to be very picky as to what you buy in the local focused essay properties so, um, I mean, we've seen some M&A activity now, Arrowhead taking and Gemgrow merging um, the one taking out the other, but in actual fact, they're just going to work together. So there's a swap for shareholding. And I think there's more of that to come. And, um, I mean, if, if, you, if you look at the historic yields, now I know that's probably not the way, the most correct way to do it, but if you just look at the historic yields, distribution yields, you're starting on a very, very high base. So it's not as though you need... a hell of a lot of distribution growth to make up for the returns. So, I mean, some some of those stocks are double what uh, the the 10-year bond yield is your starting yield. So if the 10-year bond yield is 8.5, uh, let's call it 17% is your starting yield on the stock. So a lot needs to go wrong for you not to make money in that type of stock. So yes, if it goes belly up, you're going to not make money. But as long as you can, you can pick the ones that's got... Uh, fairly strong balance sheet and um, you know I, I think most of it's in the price and if we do see this lower in, um, lower inflation scenario playing out and we do see interest rates cut that's probably where you want to be is as, as those local focused SA Inc um, companies and remember they were they've been very out of favor for uh, most probably the last year if if not a lot slightly longer than that we had a little bit of a rally and then the collapse again so uh, you know, like you said, with, with, with gold and platinums and, and miners, I think they are sort of at the forefront. Um, although a lot of people don't don't or ignore them, they are definitely at the forefront because of the returns we've had up until now. But I don't think anybody is giving a lot of attention to local property, for example, or even some of the local ESA in companies. Um, so I think that, that that's where I would start um, looking at guys that can give you, like I said, a high dividend yield and a very really balance sheet um, yeah, because that I still think is, is, is very important is to have a strong balance sheet um, you don't want to be in a low slow economy with a lot of debt because then then you've got problems that's where Woolworths sits you know so so uh, you, you mentioned Woolworths um, and Woolworths it, it's it's a good it's a good play on SA Inc but the problem and the, the one of the risks you have to take into consideration when you look at Woolworths is there is a lot of debt so um, if they get it wrong, then you're going to have serious problems. Um, but if they get it right, then you're buying it at very, very, very low base. Oni, thank you very much for your analysis. That's Oni Smith from Sky Blue Fund Managers in Cape Town. And that was the weekly wrap. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za.